You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again to another Physics Ed Podcast. Glad to have you on yet again for another chat around STEAM, STEM and all that sort of stuff. And uh, if it's your first time, um, welcome. <laughs> You're in a spot where we chat about science and education, all that sort of thing. And we have a lot of fun doing it. Now, this week, having a bit of a chat around the design technology side of things. We haven't gone that way for a little while. And I really wanted to have a chat with Kylie Burrett. Now, she is an amazingly cool educator, but she's also an award-winning designer. You see, she created the Splat. And if you haven't heard of it, the Splat, you're certainly going to hear about it soon. It's a 3D design tool. And I can tell you now... It is making huge waves, not ripples, waves right through schools right across Australia. You see, this device, which has been you know, sponsored by Engineers Australia, was recently named in 2019 as one of Australia's top design innovations and was awarded the prestigious Gold Good Design Award. And that's so cool because what it's actually about is helping kids really understand really just mathematics and design and how they come together. And it's so easy. Even my kids are using it and they love it. And more importantly, it's about boosting their fundamental visual spatial skills. And it's so important. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 free experiments. Thanks, Ben. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys today. I'm really, really excited to have a chat with you too, and especially seeing, um, look, it is the end of the year. I mean, I, you know, there might be people listening to this at the start of 2020, but, or another year, depending on when they're listening in, but it has been a very flat out 2019, and I must say, especially for you. Uh, yeah, 2019 has been an absolute epic year for us. Um, I, like, I think my wheels are a bit wobbly at the end. I'm very, very grateful for all the um, incredible opportunities that 2019 have um, has presented. But yeah, wow, like I'm ready for a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about it. We met up at a um, sort of like a regional educators meeting, I suppose, um, a couple of months ago. And I, I must say, I went, this, this, what you're doing is really, really cool to help kids uh, understand design and how to you know, pull things together. So um, there's other people haven't met you yet. So Kylie, tell us. So what is it that you've been doing lately? Okay, so I guess the, the first part is, is that I'm a teacher. And uh, for the last couple of years, I have been helping resource STEM projects within schools and helping make innovative programs. And as part of my journey uh, as, as a teacher through that process, I was really frustrated around our students' ability to communicate their ideas particularly visually and feeling like they had so many great ideas and they were so quick to go, oh, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And then they give me a scrunched up bit of paper with a few scratches on it, which I couldn't make any sense of. It sounds like my whiteboard <laughs> drawings. Start... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and they'd immediately start requesting materials and then more materials. And then they'd get frustrated that it hadn't worked. And I really felt limited in my capacity to help them as an educator because I wasn't really exactly sure what it was that they were trying to create because they hadn't clearly articulated it or they weren't able to visually um, draw it or represent it. 
So it started me on my own design thinking journey. And that's when I came up with what is, it's sort of like a junior engineering tool. It's a physical template that fuses um, art and geometric elements to help students visualize their ideas for STEM. And oh boy, it took off. (laughs) Yeah. It did. Well, you know, I think the most amazing thing about design thinking and helping our students with it, it all starts with a problem. Like, and the more authentic that problem is, um, the bigger the pain point that that causes, the more likely people are going to be delighted when they interact with your product. And I think that's why it took off because I think as a classroom teacher, I knew that there were a lot of other teachers having the same problem. And once I've sort of convinced other teachers to have a go, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just another order and another order until, like I said, it's just um, become, um, I guess, very busy towards the end of the year and uh, we're just hanging in there. (laughs) That's it. I mean, so, I mean, there'd be people here listening in who haven't um, come across Splat, uh, but this tool is fantastic it's a 2d dimensional shape uh but i mean probably you're the best person to describe i mean i've got it in front of me but you know what these these holes and bits are about so uh maybe describe for people what, what, what we're looking at here okay so basically what you're looking at is a small plastic template that has been designed to allow students to draw anything they can imagine in 3d so designers most designers know that fundamentally we break things down into their geometric origin to start designing. So we look and identify the basic 3D shapes or objects um, that are required to make that product. And this tool creates all five of those core 3D shapes or objects in 3D. So if you wanted to create um, a cube, a sphere, a cone, a cylinder, or a square-based pyramid, uh, you could do that with this tool. And then you can learn how to shape those. So basically compose and decompose those objects to create anything that you can possibly imagine. Yeah, and really so. I mean, it's so quick to pick up. I mean, it's got these little notches in it where you can sort of put your pen or your pencil and kind of just move around the object or move the, I don't know, the the splat splat template around your page. And everything seems to line up and match, especially when you start sort of thinking that that all these little parts have relationships to the other things you've been drawing. I, I mean, I'm not describing it very well, but I know that when you had it, uh, had it us as teachers sort of having a play with it, it really didn't take much time at all to create a, a fairly convincing 3D shape out of nowhere. Yeah, so I mean, I am really proud to say that we have kindergarten students across Australia drawing these, these 3D shapes or objects, um, and they are rendering them and completing them in exact proportion. Like it's so powerful at an early age um, to be able to uh, complete this skill successfully. So you do have that feeling of empowerment from a young age so that you're more likely to develop that skill set. It's almost like if you don't learn how to do this skill and then you get to high school and you're all of a sudden in a STEM program and they're saying, oh, draw this or what's your idea, you know, represent it in 3D. It's almost like asking a child who's never learned to ride a bike to ride a bike in front of their class. They're, they're not confident. They feel very awkward around demonstrating that. And a lot of kids will just say, oh, I can't draw. And so one of the best things about the tool was, is that how can we create a tool that gives the student confidence that they can in a very step-by-step simple way? So all five of those 3D shapes 
can be drawn with a splat in three easy steps. And I think that's part of the secret to its success is that all of a sudden it takes away um, that awkwardness around I can't draw and replaces it with a very simple step-by-step solution. Also, I mean, like, I mean, this really is a, a really useful tool for STEM and design thinking because, I mean, like you said, like trying to get your head around how do I convey my ideas in a 3D object? And let's be honest, I'm one of those uh, 3D, three-dimensionally challenged people. However, having those, having that as a tool actually you know, get that pen to paper and actually make it make sense is so handy, especially when you're trying to describe something you're engineering. I mean, I'm in right now, like as we're chatting, right in front of me is one of your resources around the solar car design canvas. And it's kind yep. of neat because the, I know that these things get built by kids all the time. I mean, the solar panel, you know, battery, you know, a little switch and so forth and DC motors to get the car going. Uh, but trying to get to draw that thing uh, is another step altogether. It doesn't look that hard once you actually start using the device. No, and I think that's the that's the most profound thing about this is that people believe that you're either born with it or you're not. And it, this is a visual literacy behind mathematics. Uh, visual spatial ability is a fundamental skill that's best laid down in the early years. This is not you're born with it or not. We are all born with a mathematical brain capable of learning this. So just as a child may not learn their phonics, if they don't learn their basic um, 3D shapes or objects and how to construct and boost that side of their visual spatial ability, um, then they won't go on to progress. It's not necessarily something that you're born with. Yeah, well, that's right. And I must say, though, I mean, you're making a huge dent right across Australia and beyond too. So when did you actually launch this thing? Oh, gosh. Um, So we launched, our soft launch was in May last year. So we really have only been in operation with the tool for a year. And most of that I've been working in the classroom. So um, it's it's been pretty hectic. I've only just stepped away from the classroom last term. Oh wow, that's a huge change. <laughs> and mm-hmm. also and big mm-hmm. too, because making that making that step is a huge deal. Oh, it is. Um like I have a lot of respect obviously for people that start businesses and it's always funny because when you're a teacher in the classroom and it's very different to the the business world. Um, so it has been very challenging stepping away from the classroom uh, and I have felt that um, a lot of teachers have been really supportive uh, of that change for me. So I'm really grateful to those um, colleagues that have sort of, you know, <laughs> amped me on. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a thing like, like I'm, I'm just sort of thinking sort of with kids could, you know, create their 3D objects, you know, pencil to paper type thing, but there's no reason why they couldn't then scan that and then start creating digital aspects of that for their 3D printing challenges or whatever it is they want to do. I mean, it really just comes down to what do you want to do with this thing? Well, that's right. I think the most important thing to remember is that we live in a 3D world. We think in 3D. So our ability to mentally rotate um, and um, conceptualize things visual spatially is um, all happening in 3D, except when we go to draw on paper or we're using a computer screen to do something on CAD. You've got to remember that the computer screen and the piece of paper are a 2D surface. So we actually have to take those thoughts that we're having through the filter of representing them on a 2D surface. And so whether or not you're doing it on paper or you go to scan it in, the thinking skills behind 
the actual tool and getting kids to do this only enhances them with their digital capabilities. I mean, that is the end point. We want students to be hopping on computers um, and not being limited by the software because they don't have the thinking capacity. So we want to really boost that thinking so that when they are on the computer and they are, in, um, they are working on a, a digital product in terms of a CAD, that they are able to have that thinking that will enable them to take the next step because oftentimes students will still be stuck then um, with being able to conceptually understand what they're perceiving off a flat 2D screen um, and what they're thinking in 3D. One of the things I like about what you've done. that makes sense. No, it totally does. Um, I mean, one of the things I really like what you've done is create some projects for, like, effectively like design notebooks for kids to sort of get their head around, well, what do I do with this thing? It's in my hand. Now what? <laughs> it's not, not, a bad, not a bad tool at all. Yeah. So um, basically the idea was, I mean, this is a, we're really passionate about this from a social impact point of view. We've had students in Vanuatu that have nothing but a pencil and a piece of paper and, and literally a table, dirt floors, uh, being able to learn these future focused skills. And so for us, it's not about um, all the bells and whistles. It's about giving every single child, regardless of where they're at, um, these fundamental skills and we're putting out as much free resources as we can so there are design notebooks there's design canvases there's more in production for next year I think we're up to maybe something like 65 online free tutorials via our YouTube channel and um, and it gives you the scope of either just learning how to draw and render the objects or 3d shapes all the way through how to create geometry nets to using the tool to design a rocket um, or a diorama scene in perspective. So there's a, a broad range of application and we really want students to be able to practice this skill and practice um, thinking in 3D and then representing it in 2D to really build those visual spatial skills. Ah, it's, it's really fantastic and, and really great stories to get going. I mean, one of the things I've got to ask, I mean, so you, you're a primary trained teacher, yeah? Um, so, yeah, so I was actually, um, I started out <laughs> as a science, in science, in mathematics, okay. and um, not as a teacher, but studying at university, and um, that was 25 years ago, and it was very intimidating, I was the only girl in the class, and I ran off and I swapped over to human movement science, and so I was, for a while, I was a K-12 specialist in PE. Yeah. Yeah. Before my kids. Ah, all, yeah, the, kid, the kids will change things, let's be, let's be honest. <laughs> it's the same here. The kids change. Yeah. <laughs> they change everything. These knees don't um, want to run quite the way they used to. So I went back and did my Masters of Information Science and started working in the libraries and resourcing STEM um, programs. And I guess that's where my journey's led me here to, um, to developing the tool. No, you've done it fantastic. And I also see that um, you've uh, worked with ABC TV and the Weta workshop with NZ. That's interesting. How'd you work with Weta? Oh, okay. Like, oh, one of 
one of my greatest memories was working with Weta. And um, for those people that I guess aren't familiar with Weta, Weta is um, an incredible studio based in New Zealand that um, has a, a won like countless BAFTAs and Academy Awards for its work in film um, around special effects and, um, and prop making. So they're most well known for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, but there's you know, so many more shows, you'd be blown away about how many movies they're actually behind out of this really humble, beautiful studio in New Zealand. And um, so, yeah, so when I did my education um, degree, I was working with the ABC and uh, I actually got um, an opportunity to work with them on a new TV show. And so I actually went over to the workshop and learned how um, all these incredible engineers bring these ideas to life that you see in film and television. And it really changed my life. It was an incredible experience. Well, uh, I mean, certainly you're bringing things to life nowadays. I mean, especially work with Engineers Australia to get this thing out. I mean, this is just amazingly well done. I mean, there'd be people listening in who would just like to know, I've got this idea and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and uh, I guess, I mean, that's a very broad question, but like, I mean, what would you suggest for um, teachers in all different persuasions who might be listening in who have this idea that might help change the world, uh, but not too sure what to do about it next? I mean, okay, what would you, if they were in front of you, what would you sort of suggest to them? Yeah, I, I would have to say, first of all, is, is the idea something that just keeps tapping at you, like in your mind, like, you know, it's almost like someone's knocking on the wall of your brain. You need to do this. You need to do this, you know. And, uh, and it's something that is driven from a point of that you really feel like you're solving a problem for yourself. And so you have a really good understanding of the problem and what you're trying to solve. And that it's a shared problem so that other people also are experiencing this. Um, so that, that's basically where I'd start. You have to be really, really passionate almost slightly crazy <laughs> yeah. to um to try and attempt to launch a product in in the market these days it is a very difficult market and um the education market is super saturated and not many people really want to hear from you and having the experience of being in a classroom um teachers are always being sold to you know, and so um, you really need to make sure that this is an authentic problem, that you're not just trying to, I guess, um, deliver something for your own purpose, that it's got a, that it's got a shared purpose. Yeah, I, I remember um, a, a friend of mine uh, just, just simply just said, start with a why. And that was pretty yeah. much a good, <laughs> best way to start. It's right. I agree with you totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is that, totally the why. Yeah, the wine, the rest, rest takes care of itself. Uh, give, give or take a few sleepless nights and you're all good. <laughs> it's, it's all part of it. Um, <laughs> if only it was that easy, man. Oh my gosh, the tears that I've shared over this project. <laughs> no, that's it. And yes. actually, like, there'll be other people listening in because clearly you are totally about design in many different ways and, um, and you have a real passion for it and clearly got a lot of experience in it too. So um, if you had a bunch of kids in front of you, like students, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, maybe upper primary or something like that. Uh, and you're starting them on the way to really truly get deep into design thinking itself. I mean, what sort of steps would you sort of get, you know, start those kids off on that journey? Well, what I think is, I think kids are um, naturally switched to this. They're natural problem solvers. They're, they're so curious and they're seeking answers. 
So I think that it's jumping in with your students in primary school and design thinking is perfect. And I really think it's important not to overwhelm the students. So with the students, I try and look at innovation is very different to invention. And so I try and help my students understand that we could just change something a little bit and all of a sudden that's innovation. And so if you introduce it to your students that way, what's one thing that we could change or that's difficult in our day that we could just change a little bit and make it better? And I think that that's a really great way to jump in, that the problem's authentic, it's connected to them, it inspires their curiosity, but it's something that they can see a feedback loop on immediately. Um, and, and I think that really whets their appetite for design thinking. And it's amazing where that just naturally then goes, that curiosity. Absolutely. I mean, often innovation is you know, the intersection between two different ideas that seem disparate, but it turns out they're not. <laughs> and uh, you know, mesh them together and see what happens. Well, Yes, and I think that's where you blur the boundaries between two areas. Um, and we're seeing that a lot more in smart products now, um, that where you do blur the boundaries, uh, particularly like we have with the, the Splat um, design, 3D design tool, that um, you find the biggest uptake. It's where people are most curious. It's almost like where the contradictions lie, um, that people find that, the, that they're most drawn to and they're most curious about why. It comes back to the why, Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Hey, so with, with Splat3D, I mean, so what are your, your next steps? So, I mean, this is time standing stamping this podcast because I believe that this is going to keep on growing. So at the end of 2019, you're planning for next year and doing bits and pieces that comes with it. So what's your next, what's the next thing's coming up? Yeah, so we're running a fair bit of training next year and um, we, uh, we already run a pinball fever course. So that's one of our projects um, that we've been doing. And I guess it's working more collaboratively with teachers and also um, partnerships with industry. So we'll also be working on the um, SIPS program. So I think you're familiar with that. Yep. But um, that's come out, that's a really innovative education program that's come out of regional New South Wales. And, uh, and that is a wonderful program, so helping students with that. And basically keeping on putting out those free tutorials, those free resources, and really trying to support teachers in the classroom, make the most out of their, uh, basically their design um, thinking experiences with their students. Oh, fantastic. And if you haven't heard of this, this program, that's the STEM Industry Schools Partnerships Program in New South Wales. And so if you're overseas, just type in SISPNSW and you'll find it. And you'll find it actually, it's run in uh, partnership, uh, really in association with Regional Development Australia. And it's really, really cool. And uh, it's really good that you get involved with that as well. Hey, um, thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. Um, I mean, there'd be some people who would be wanting to listen in, uh, listening and going, you know what, I really need to reach out to Kylie. So how would they do that? Um, yes, yeah, so uh, we are uh, all our social media channels are just at splat, S P L A T 3D. So you can look us up on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And um, you can always drop me a line at admin at splat3d.com. And our website is just splat uh, splat3d.com. So it's all. It's all pretty straightforward. If you look for Splat 3D, hopefully um, you will find us. And um, there's some great projects happening next year through Engineers Australia, um, through the SIPS program. Google Education has been amazing with their funding. Um, we've been doing a lot with that. So um, yeah, watch out for us. And if, uh, if you'd love a tutorial, 
um, placed on our YouTube channel, please write in. We are literally designing for teachers in the classroom uh, and there's really no restriction on age. So, um, yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And I couldn't recommend more going onto the YouTube channel because you can really see how that this thing actually helps kids and there's lots of different ideas like really almost like hacks to use the uh the tool properly and also just like you know kind of like design ideas you go you know what if i did this with my kids around my project maybe they could do something extra so it's really cool and uh thank you very much kylie for popping on in i know you had a flat out year i suspect it's going to be busier next year but uh that's going to come up with it um and uh, well, hopefully yeah oh yeah well, that's that's what you need. Absolutely. And uh, to be honest, that's what the students need. And um, I mean, one of the things is that because it's coming from a teaching space, I mean, the fact that you made a large size one for teachers to use on their whiteboards while kids are using their little ones makes a lot yeah. of sense. And that would, that's the sort of thing is made, you know, teachers intimately would understand that it's, it's a useful classroom resource. It's not just, here's a piece of plastic, just go buy my thing. It's generally useful. Um, it's yeah. really, really cool. And the projects that we will be doing next year are still coming out of classrooms. So we have four lighthouse schools across Australia that will be working with us. Um, and so these um, projects are actual like case studies that are coming out of classrooms across Australia. Um, and just recently um, there was a, a young boy, I think he's 12 from Western Australia that took out the Engineers Australia Creative Competition. Um, with his design thinking idea, which has um, been on show in Melbourne last week. And so the projects that we're doing, we're trying to reflect back to teachers and share what's happening in other classrooms to build that sense of community around design thinking. Ah, so cool. Well done, Carla. Have a fantastic morning. Okay. Thanks so much, Ben. It was great talking to you. I really admire what you do with physics education. So I really um, feel humbled that you've asked me to be on today. Oh, no, thanks. Oh, shucks. Uh, yeah, the check's in the mail, Carla. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, 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 thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll catch you soon. And uh, no doubt, uh, if you want to actually um, the catch up, Kylie, uh, almost, well, not quite weekly, because we're always flat out, but um, if uh, on Thursday evenings, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time in Sydney, there's a primary STEM chat, and uh, Kylie yep. sometimes pops in on that as well. So, um, look, well done. And, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll no doubt we'll see what happens next year. Yeah, send the questions in. I'm happy to answer any questions anyone has. All right, have a fantastic day. Thanks, Ben. All right, talk to you another time. Bye. Not all TPL for teachers is as awesome as it could be. I feel like there's a lot of PowerPoint presentations, a lot of sitting and listening to someone talking. Well, if you want a break from that, physics TPL sessions are fully hands-on, fully integrated with the curriculum and full of amazing science ideas that you can put in your classroom right now. Well, there we go. We just heard from Kylie Barrett, who you can really tell just loves what she does. She's doing an amazing job. Just And how cool is it that this, this product just exploded right across the country? It's done an amazing job. And by the way, hats off, Kylie. I know that you are listening on in. You've done an amazing job. Setting up a business takes a lot of effort and pulling yourself out of the school system. I mean, that would have uh, you know, taken a bit of courage too. And, you know, really well done. And, you know, now we've got the Splat, this great design tool for kids to use in the classrooms, no matter where they are. It's brilliant. So, um... If you're curious, definitely jump on our website, splat3d.com, and find out what all the fuss is about, and check out all those YouTube videos and, you know, the how-tos, and just see how would you implement this in your classroom to help kids with designing their things. It's really worth it, and quite powerful once you embed that into your curriculum. Hey, um, look, enough from me. Uh, I hope you've had a fantastic uh, 
week, wherever you've been hanging out. <laughs> and uh, we've got more things coming up on the Phys Ed podcast. Uh, you've been listening to me, uh, Ben Newsom from Phys Education. I'll still be here doing science stuff as always, and I uh, will catch you another time. You've been listening to another Physics Ed podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, free experiments, our new Be Amazing book and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au